Slice Audio. All right, we're posting two back to back. Back to back. I got to do an episode after you've listened to the last episode. There's a bunch of people. I'm all, and, and I can already hear the emails I'm going to get. You were wrong about... It's a retraction episode, everybody, because I talked a lot of shit about that Bubba Wallace noose. Um, okay, so we're going to... So, you know, I'm a man of my word. If I'm going to talk shit about it, you got to fix it. So I went on in the last episode... And, and, and so, okay. So here was the original story. So NASCAR can't fly Confederate flags anymore, which is exactly what should be happening right now. And I don't want to give it, I don't give a shit about your history argument because it's not like just because I went off on the news, I'm wrong. I'm still fucking right. Anyways, it turns out a guy didn't leave a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. And I, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the retractions. Imagine being Bubba Wallace right now. Like, you just got... There's a bunch of people for the first time who are like, who the fuck is Bubba Wallace? Oh, right on. They had no idea he existed. And and that's what it... That, that's, that's the first story. <clears throat> the FBI had to get involved. Anyways, I'm retracting my shit talking about the people who hung the noose because that wasn't a real thing. I'm not retracting my statement that you don't get to fly the Confederate flag. You don't get to be mad about hanging out with the Confederate flag because this still holds true over time. So hear me out. Your opportunity to claim it as a part of history stopped when you didn't do anything about all the racists. I'm not saying every fucking thing that the other side of the coin does is spot on because they've got dumb names too, like defund the police. That's a good idea with an idiotic name. And you're not going to get, they never called an ad agency when they came up with defund the police. Cause we would have fixed that. The first thing out of our mouths would have been, listen, I get it because I agree with you. It's silly that the cops have to be marriage, like uh, uh, dog catchers and, and they need to be behavioral therapists and they got to deal with this drunk dude and they got to be traffic ticket violators and they got to investigate murder and they got to keep us all safe. Agree that we should defund some of that so we can get some other professionals doing some of those other jobs. But you got to give it a better name, people. Tell me advertising doesn't work. You can't give things names that immediately enrage the opposition to those names. That's not how you get anything done. Ooh, I'm coming in hot tonight. I didn't mean to come in hot. I'm actually not hot at all. I'm actually feel silly about all the shit I talked about, although it was a little funny. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's got to be right. Uh, you know, we can... Let me just check the mailbag here, too, while we're at it. And we'll do a little mailbag. Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a fake news. Okay, mailbag. First, here's a question. As a hockey fan, how has it been adjusting to the time with no hockey? Uh, from NHL to ECHL, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't I don't know who this is who texted this in. First off, I appreciate that you texted it in. Want to text the show as you're listening right now? 605-340-0811. Um, I'm not that big of a hockey fan, so... I, you know, I don't know. 
I'm I'm feeling fine about hockey not coming around. Hockey's hard to watch on TV. I like like we've got a local hockey team here in town, the Rapid City Rush. For those of you that are listening uh, nationally and internationally, and I, and like I love going to the games, and we've got a suite and the whole thing. But I don't really go for the hockey. I go because it's fun, and I want to see some fights. And and like hockey hockey on television is. I'd rather watch golf because at least I can understand what's happening. I just don't know enough about hockey. Like, my brother is a hockey fanatic, loves it. He tells me the same thing. If I understood it better, I would love it. And I'm sure that's true. But I don't have any room for new sports. I'm too old for new sports, I think. I learned Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA at a very late age. And that's even that, even that was hard because when you learn sports and you're a kid, like, I'm not going to learn about soccer. I want to watch soccer and drink, but I don't know the rules. I'm too old. Although that's the bad, that's the wrong attitude, isn't it? I should maybe get into soccer a little bit. I can't get into hockey that much, though. I never played it. You know, the town of Elsister didn't have an ice skating rink. There was a river that sometimes froze eight miles away. Okay, uh, mailbag. You've mentioned your dog and your podcast, so bear with me on a quick rant. We own a pit bull, and with the weather getting nicer, we have officially written off dog parks. People see our dog and will leave, pick up their dogs and walk out. For God's sakes, we just want our dog to socialize, have fun, make a friend. Don't be quick to judge. All right. Well, this dude owns a pit bull, and he's mad that people are uh, stereotyping his pit bull. Take that pit bull and make it your black friend, and that's what they're trying to get you to fucking listen to. <laughs> that's my that's my initial answer to that. Um. That's a tough one, man. I get it. Like, I'm with you. Like, I'm super nice to pit bulls and pit bull owners because I think it's hard being a pit bull owner. Um, but, I like, here would be my advice. Dress up the pit bull in something fun. Get her a tutu or a nice sweater. Kelsey's friend's pit bull had some, I can't remember the disease at the time of this moment. And not that it matters who this person is or what the disease is, but the pit, the pit bull had, it lost a lot of its hair and it never grew back. And so now they buy them like sweaters and raincoats and it's just the most adorable thing. It's impossible to see a dog in a sweater and not just immediately increase your happiness a couple percentage points. So get that pull, pit bull uh, uh, sweater. You know who's got a lot of good advice about owning a pit bull? Mr. Bill Burr, one of the funniest comedians. He owns a pit bull. He's talked about it a lot. I just don't. I don't know shit about hockey, and I don't know shit about pit bulls. I agree that you shouldn't be so quick to judge. Like I think people are judgy about pit bull owners. I think that's silly. Like that's one of those things that the internet ruined. You know what I mean? Because you'll see like old people can't handle anecdotal. <laughs> like memes as like it, it's it's you know they don't check any of that shit so i think there was a lot of like in the beginning days of the internet there was a lot of look what pitbulls are doing and look what pitbull owners are doing and i don't think it's ever as i'm not saying that shit doesn't happen i just think it's you know not as bad as you think Uh, okay. What else is in the mail bag? I got a few more people arguing about a couple of, uh, bands that I did not include in my greatest, um, South Dakota bands. A lot of people. So here's what's happening. A few people reached out and they're like, Hey, the spill canvas should be in there. 
So um, I need to force myself to listen to them, but I'm going to say I don't think I agree. Uh, a couple people chimed in with the kickback who are a, um, a bit of a family relation to uh, Janitor Bob. I would call the kickback a Chicago band. Uh, even though they did start in Vermilion, South Dakota. And they and it's funny that this came in recently, actually, because I've just been listening to them a lot. So here's your music recommendation for the day. There's a band called The Kickback. And this is embarrassing to admit. I don't know if they're currently still a band or if they're on a hiatus, but they've got a couple albums out there on Spotify or whatever you're listening to. Um, they've got, there's some, I mean, great lyrics, Real like good pop rock, but like rock, you know what I mean? They did a great concert on if you guys follow that audio tree series, they bring in bands that are up and coming and they let them do a whole concert and it's a big Q and A in the middle of it. It's one of it's a it's a really especially like if you're a Paste fan, um, in that and Spin and that kind of scene. Audio Tree's got a lot, and it's and it's all kinds of different music. Like they do a little country, they do a little bluegrass, they do some hip hop, they do some rock, they do some pop. A lot of alt stuff, a lot of alt stuff, you know, but it's really good. It's called Audio Tree Live, I think. Um, and listen to, I think they did two shows, but listen to one of the kickback audio trees and you, I think you'll become an immediate fan. They also have a song called Rube that, um, I, I believe it's Rube. I think it's written about a woman who was infatuated with Lee Harvey Oswald. They got some great, Billy's a great lyricist. Um, and some of those tunes. Anyways. There's your South Dakota band to listen to, even though they're currently out of Chicago, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay, what else is shaking in the mailbag today? Oh, my God, the phone's ringing. Pause for one second. I got to tell you, man, raising teenagers will test your patience. And you and, and I'm really bad at getting on the fight about it because nothing will drive you madder than a teenager, but they can't help it. We're working on an essay, a summertime essay. God, what an asshole I am. But it's required, and if you're going to do something, do it right. Uh, where was I? I was checking the mailbag. Boom, 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 boom. I think that might have been it. It's been here's where I screwed up. I went a month before I posted an episode, so the mailbag kind of dried up a little bit. Um, I'll do a little bit of news. Let's see if I can do some retractionless news. Remember the rules here. It's no Trump and no COVID. And I scroll through my news and read the first thing that is not COVID or Trump. Uh, you always got to scroll for a while it seems Bolton no that's Trump okay Hollywood gossip John Hamm is dating former Mad Men co-star Anna Osceola don't know if I'm saying that right Um, I don't know which actor that was I still don't know which actor that was. I feel like I've seen that. This is a stupid news story. It was the first one, though, so you're kind of stuck with it. If you're going to follow these rules, it doesn't matter how stupid it is. You're just kind of stuck with the with the story. Who gives a shit who John Hamm is dating? Like, I, you know. Oh, my God. Pause again. Phone's ringing like crazy. Okay. The problem about doing this in the middle of the day is your phone rings a lot with work sh- stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you guys see this? Okay, this is gonna. This is more like if you're if you're a local South Dakotan, this is gonna. You know about this story already. So Trump's coming to Mount Rushmore. Okay, and I, and I know I'm not supposed to talk about Trump, but holy shit, he's coming. He's coming here, and and it, and it's a big deal here, right? Uh, and so. There's a lot of talk right now, right? Where somebody like on in 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 on social media and whatever, we're like, "Oh my God, are these statues! They're taking down this statue, and they're taking down that statue, and it's George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and some of them have been defaced, and some of them have been removed." And so now everyone is like, "Well, where does it stop? Do you blow up the faces of Mount Rushmore?" And Christy Nome, being the smart politician, threw a tweet out that was like, "Not on my watch." But everyone calm down just a goddamn second. First off, no one's going to come and do anything to Mount Rushmore. That's just that like it's so that is bad action movie plot territory we're talking about here. Like you can't like a bunch of Antifa people who you've never met in your life. And by the way, they look exactly like you aren't going to schlep to the top of that thing to whack a nose off. Remember when them Greenpeace hippies did it 15 years ago or so? They climbed all the way up the back, and the most they could do is throw a banner, and they couldn't even throw it right. You could barely read it. No one knew who the hell was doing it. No one knew what their cause was. Like, you can't just... It's not like a fucking episode of Looney Tunes where you where you roll the Acme blow-up thing down the hill and hit the plunger. That's just not how this shit works, man. Anyways, now everyone here is like, bring it on, every. Why don't you calm down just an inch? Ben Shapiro, that's what started this whole thing. So Ben Shapiro, who I kind of like once in a while, I got to admit. Like, he's out there sometimes, but he's in there sometimes, right? So then he tweets, and he's like, is our woke historical revisionist priesthood going to insist on blowing up Mount Rushmore? And Christy Nome, confident politician that she is, fires back with a not on my watch, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, Christy Nome, get him. First off, there's not really anybody to get. And, <laughs> and secondly... You don't like here's what you need to appreciate. That was a very well done political mood moved, I'm sorry, because ninety nine and a half percent of this state is a Republican and she just won like she just bumped up ten points in the polls. That's you gotta it's an election year, everybody. No one's actually like they're talking about this with a Sturgis rally too. They've been doing this for years. Every year, right around this time of the year. People start thinking, all these Greenpeace hippie Antifa terrorists are going to come and try to shut down Sturgis. I can't wait to see how fast they die. That's the joke, right? No one's coming to Sturgis trying to shut down Sturgis. Yes, there's a Craigslist post. There's a Craigslist post every year. There's also a Craigslist post to do it to the Trump rally. And then there's also no shortage of people who want to show up and you know, shoot a bunch of guns off at the at the uh, the the Clinton rally or the Obama rally or the Biden rally. It's the same shit over and over. Just keep your guns in your holsters. I will say though, that not on my watch tweet that was genius. If I don't know if it was someone on her team or if it was Christy Noem herself, but whoever brainstemmed, hey, you should you know what you should say you should say that it'll win everybody over. But then everybody who's getting one over has got to kind of see it a little bit. Oh, my God. And then every time there's a Rushmore story, and now Trump's coming to Rushmore, and everyone's talking about 
you know, so so now and listen, man, they get a lot of rightfully so in these deals. The Native American population's going insane because they get enraged every time we do something with Mount Rushmore and everybody forgets that this is their land a little bit ago, which then jump starts the other side of that coin going, we took, you know, how long we blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, ah, uh, Jesus. It was so nice being away from the news. I have been back into civilization for one, two, three, four days. And I'm already sucked right back into it. Like a, like a goddamn heroin junkie. Here I am not talking about talk about it. <sighs> Is very funny though. That was an excellent tweet. Okay, what else is happening in the news? Well, this is the last phone call I'm going to take. I promise. It's kind of making this episode terrible, I suppose. Hmm. Sorry about that. This this is a go- really. I didn't want to get into a whole episode, but I did want to come out and post an up another episode because you got to fix. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to fix that news deal. Um. You know, we could do fake mailbag. Oh, you know what? We got here's what we got to do, and I'm I'm speaking directly to Kelsey right now. She, so you know, I'm giving fake advice. If you've listened to all of the episodes in the show, you know this. But if this is your first uh, episode that you're listening to, first, sorry, you picked a bad one. You should try a couple beginning one. You know, my phone's not buzzing the entire time. Anyways. I have a little I have a little section and and in the beginning of the show I wanted to throw a little advice to the you the listener. By the way, what a perfect opportunity to remind you that you can go to murdochjones.com and hit the mailbag, ask me anything. There's email, you can give me a text, uh, you can shoot a message on the Facebook page, whatever your method is, fire away, okay? So, that being said, I have this bit at the end of the show. In the beginning of the show, before anybody was listening in these beginning episodes, I would just go to Reddit to the to the advice section. Ask me at the ask 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 advice section in Reddit. Kelsey says I give terrible advice, which I disagree with. And so, upcoming bit in an upcoming episode, we're going to re-examine advice and and talk about together if it was actually good advice or not. Little tease for you. So the upcoming episodes. We'll give it a we'll give it a bit name. All right. Um I don't have any mean to do the advice today. Sorry to uh, to you racist who I offended because you didn't have the Bubba Wallace thing that wasn't real. I I don't apologize um, for the Confederate flag bits though cuz you know, you got I'm right still. Okay, thanks for listening. Give me a rate, give me a like, et cetera, et cetera. And a reminder to check your sources because much like this podcast, often you'll have to come back and give a new answer because you have new information. And that's not bad. Having to admit you're wrong is like the first thing you learn as a kid. Remember that hand slap in your social media activity. End of lecture. I hope you have a good evening. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark... (laughs) He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston.
Executive producers, Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.